the click being a click 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 I <laughs> Oh no, we've broken Sam. Sunday's play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And in the last seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play PPKP. Punch, punch, kick, punch. Punch, punch, kick, punch. Parappa the Rapper. Is that a game? Punch, kick, it's all in the mind. (laughs) Punch, kick, block. (laughs) That's a great game. One of my favorite games. Down with my funky sound. Oh, what is that? Um, Do the the funky flow. (laughs) Got the, got the, got, I know. Wait, That's wasn't the there, there, wasn't there was a reggae frog. Reggae frog, yeah. There was a, the driving instructor driving hippo. instructor, yeah. Yeah. Just confusing. How do they hold the wheel with their big paws? Well, the Oops. instructor was not driving. It was Parappa that was driving. Mm, I see, of course. Oh, that does make a lot more sense. <laughs> wasn't there rumor they're bringing that to uh, mobile platforms? There was a rumor. And I have sadly heard no more. Mm. It would be perfect. It would be perfect for iOS. Well. Alas, mm. we have other iOS games to please us. We do. Such as PPKP. Pupkup. It's a game by Shimada Toshihiro. Mm-hmm. A Japanese developer. One of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese developers are your favorites? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Let me read you the description. Yeah, how would you describe this game? Well, how do they describe this game? So... Suddenly, the monster corpse attacks and breaks the city. Be the hero who will revive the city while taking down monsters. Obviously, this has been translated. (laughs) Uh, And it just goes on to describe some of the things that you might encounter in the game, such as chickens, scrapyard, get building materials by smashing old cars to pieces. The more fingers on that button, the better. Love the fingers on the button. <laughs> the more fingers on that button, the better. But as it turns out, this is actually quite a useful thing to read if it you're is. playing the game. Now I kind of wish I had read that description a little more. Restaurant. Replenish your strength and boost combo powers while gaining needed experience to level up. Don't this worry about losing some fights. The restaurant is always open to satisfy your appetite. Oh. So go out and challenge those monsters again and again. <laughs> This is actually quite good advice. Some I'm helpful. kind of annoyed I didn't, I didn't like read this before I played. Some helpful heard. tips for you yeah. there. <laughs> right. Oh, now I know what's going on. So it goes on to describe some of the other buildings that you encounter uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. And if I were to classify this game, Edwin. Mm-hmm. Yes. But first. Oh, you tease. No, 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 no. What's new in the world of games and games? Would you happen to know no. about a guy named Jonathan Blow? <laughs> Sadly, I no. do not. <laughs> you didn't complete the rhyme. <laughs> Who is Jonathan Blow? Jonathan Blow is a fellow <laughs> of. Never mind. I'm going to stop this. <laughs> Jonathan Blow has made most recently a game called The Witness. Hmm, this sounds familiar. Is this like an escape the room thing? No. no. Okay. Um, Maybe not that familiar after it all. It kind of has that vibe. Okay. You're in this isolated island and you solve puzzles. So it's a lot like, I don't know if you ever remember the game called Mist. With a Y? With a Y. No, I don't. Okay. So in the Mist, you're in an island and you go and solve puzzles. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> so The Witness was launched last year and it's an indie game. So it was solely funded by Jonathan Blow's previous game, uh, which is, I think, called Braid. Okay. And that was very popular when it first came out on Xbox 360. Um, since then, he's been a, a pretty pretty prominent figure in the indie gaming world. 
he does a lot of talks. He talks about indie game development. He's very honest about his numbers and stuff like that. So he's another one of these revolutionary game developers that fully discloses uh, their earnings. Mm-hmm. And he's most recently come out with a game called The Witness, which is on PC and I believe on PS4 and maybe Xbox One. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it recently, it most recently came out on the iOS. Ah, the iOS. The iOS. The game platform of choice for me. Yes, the only game platform for you. <laughs> True. Um, and it's really interesting because in the the link that I'll post in the show notes, check it out. He talks about some of the trials and tribulations that him his company went through in order to port the game to iOS. And so, oh, interesting. Okay. So a lot of times, a lot of game companies they just give it to a another third party company to translate their game, yeah, and make it on iOS. But he felt like there were a lot of important things that were necessary in the witness for people to recognize and see. So they took on the job of porting it themselves. And it's just an interesting article of like, what are the the main factors that him and his team had to consider uh, to port it to iOS and talks about some interesting stuff. Like, you know, he talks about just brute forcing their way of making sure everything is just works from a 3D, like a 3D platform to converting the control scheme over to like a tap control, like tap to move Mm. to control. Cause he, he much like I am can't stand the, the The on screen D pad on screen D pad. Have you played uh, the witness on iOS? I haven't played it on the iOS. Okay. I have played it on the PC. Okay. Yeah. Great game. So maybe a future pick, maybe future pick. It is nine 99 on the app store. And he's a firm believer of, giving uh of starting off with the true price of the game which i think is uh really interesting as well mm. oh cool yep. oh that sounds like some nerdy fun to check out so i will go read that article i have a little bit of news as well mm. Mm. <laughs> indeed a little bit of like crossover of uh, several things we talk about so square enix or otherwise known as squenix yeah <laughs> so squenix <laughs> uh made my game of the year last year which was lara croft go was it last year i'm gonna say it's last year it might be two years ago they uh there was new york comic-con last week did you go, Sam? Uh, I had opportunities to go, but I did not. That's the worst. <laughs> because <laughs> you could just said no. <laughs> I have children. No. Well, yeah. Can you just dress them up as tiny dinosaurs? I am planning to. Tiny dinosaurs, or or maybe teenage mutant ninja turtles. Maybe. Oh my god! Yes. Teenage infant <laughs> ninja. No, infant mutant ninja turtle. Mm. Mm. Infant Asian normal <laughs> turtles. <laughs> Back to the news. Square Enix announced at Comic-Con that they've been working on a uh, VR comic kind of experience. Oh. Uh, which is not due out until next year, but they showed some previews of it. Um, I'll do a link to an article on The Verge. They're pushing the kind of storytelling platform slash experience a little bit. Um, it's it's an original story, which is, again, interesting. It's not sort of repurposing. A Squenix original. A Squenix original, if you will. Is this the one where, like... Essentially, you're looking at a comic on your phone or, or device or whatever, and then you can tilt a little bit. That gives it a little bit of more depth into some of the, the panels. I believe this is actually a little bit a step further than that. I think they demoed it on the Oculus Rift. Oh. So it's actually headsets, and you can kind of you read the comic as, char- as one of the characters. Hmm. So interesting. I couldn't find a video. I was hoping that there would be like a video 
of some of the gameplay, but or is it a gameplay? A video well, of reading. Yeah, and I think that borders on like really interesting territory because now there are more games of what people are calling walking simulators, which is a bad name. It, it sort of belittles the format. I think it's a much more, it's sort of like an immersive storytelling, but people make fun of it and call it walking simulators because all you do is you're walking around and you're clicking on things to read descriptions of them. Yeah. Mm, that's so interesting. Like I'm so, I'd be so curious to see how that, how popular that is. Mm. Like, do people actually want an engaging experience where they go and do things or do they just want to sit on their couch and be told a story? Well, like I'm just really, cu- I'm just so curious as to see which way things pan out. If you've played the game Firewatch, oh, Firewatch <laughs> is a prime example which I failed at. of a good walking simulator. <laughs> and it did take me 10 minutes to get out of the elevator at the beginning. <laughs> I think that uh, completes this week's news. PPKP. Yes. PPKP. Punch, punch, kick, punch. What was I saying before I interrupted with the new, new news, 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 news? So this game would be most likely classified as a clicker. No. Yes. What? This is like an under the radar clicker. This is an under the radar oh. clicker, but I would call it an action clicker. Okay. It is has, this a new genre you just made up on the spot? Am I listening the This birth? is a new genre. Oh, wow. I'm so pleased, proud to be here for this momentous <laughs> occasion. I, see I, what, I can see what you mean. Now that you mention it, I would never have thought of connecting those two things together, but yeah, I can it, see this. It's totally a clicker because all you're doing is mashing the buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. the reason why it's action is because there's some resemblance of timing involved whenever you click the buttons. The main interface are two big buttons that you press from left and right, but the combination of the buttons that you press uh, varies. So each button represents either a punch or a kick, hence the name, Mm -hmm. punch, punch, kick, punch. And the way that you sequence them, it it makes the character change their combo on the way that you attack the monster Mm. corpse, monster cores, monster core. How do you pronounce C-O-R-P-S? Yes, the P is silent. The monster cores, like yes. an apple core. That's why the like, Beatles record company was called Apple Core. Oh, it was a pun. Apple I did not core. get that, yeah. but I get it. Well, okay. yeah, it's the sixties. Jokes were bad back then. <laughs> and so, whenever you have a new combination of buttons to press, you gain new combinations of buttons to press by defeating more monsters. So each mm-hmm. monster will give you uh, some coin. And the coins will allow you to buy more things. Yeah, it turns out there's a golden coin inside every monster. Who yeah. knew? Yeah, I just have to beat the <laughs> shit out of them. Sorry. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the little sound will be perfect. <laughs> you know what it sounds like when you punch a monster and a lot of coins come out? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've got so much editing to do this weekend. I'm sorry, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay is very simple. Well, that's, uh, is it sim- the gameplay is simple. Everything else around it is complicated. I was, it took me a long time to kind of understand what on earth I was doing when I wasn't kick, kick, punching, kick, kick, punch, punch, kick, punch, punching, kick. Totally agree with you. I think it's mainly because there is absolutely no language in the game. Right. There's no written Which language. Which I think is quite good yeah. as, you know, mm-hmm. if you're making an international game, like translations are just a, well, as, I mean, we, we as noticed. you saw in the description, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's expensive and time consuming. It's a lot to care for, especially when you localize it to different markets. And especially if you're just like a small indie developer as well. I really like the interface. Like um, there was, there's something really charming about it. Like initially I was kind of hesitant to like it because it looked really rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more- you mean pixelated? It is very pixelated. It's more like NES style. So 8-bit. Oh yes. Not uh-huh. that much 16-bit. 
which mm. is the SNES that, or as the Brits call it, SNES. SNES. Oh, mate, don't touch my SNES. <laughs> Get your hands off my SNES. <laughs> yeah, the interface, I really wanted to like it, uh, and I didn't. Mm. But I think it kind of turned around towards the end. For me, yeah, it took me a little while, like because everything was chunkier and had like really hard edges. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time distinguishing yes. the clickable areas, essentially. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. everything had like a dark border around it mm-hmm. and then there was like color inside of it. So yeah. I kind of landed on a map straight away Yeah, and like, what can I click on? Oh, I can't click on that. Oh, I can't click on that. Oh, wait, I can't click on this. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I found that a little frustrating. Yeah. And so the pixel art, while I like, eventually I've come to really like it. Initially, it's kind of uh, staggering to look at and it's a little harsh on the eyes, but as soon as you're familiar with it, everything made sense to me and it was easy to navigate. I think everything was placed around logically and quite smartly in accordance to some of the game mechanics that you have to do. I do wish I had read the uh, app description now Mm. a little closer because that is actually really helpful. Yeah. (laughs) I really like the part about like, you know, your city is damaged and you're slowly rebuilding it. Yes. Right, like you need to so get. So there's some story. A little there, bit of story. There is a little bit of story. I like that little intro as well. There's like a little cinematic in the beginning where the sky opens up and there's a giant pig and goes rah 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 rah, <laughs> and then you see like the monster cores come out and ultimately your city goes down and then you wake up with like a car next to you and then you go and fight because that's what you have to do. At a high level, to simplify the whole experience. You have to get in a car to go fight monsters and killing a monster gives you a coin. Coins can then be spent on either improving your health or improving your skills. Or improving the city. Uh, or no. No. See, that's, no. So that was the other part that I yeah. kind of found out later. Then in order to rebuild the city, you strip car parts to in order to build buildings right. from car pieces. Yeah, that part doesn't really make sense. But now that I'm saying, that, to be honest, <laughs> only now am I questioning it. When I was playing the game, I'm like, oh, yes, of course. But now, mm, I don't think I'd want to live in a house built out of car parts. <laughs> yeah, and then there's some other areas where you unlock a, a helicopter oh, that allows access to further parts of the map. Ah, that's exciting, yes. And as you get to the further parts of the map, there are actually areas of the map that you can clean out by building like cities, mm. like more developed areas of the cities. And that essentially makes it safe. Oh, I see. And then yeah. as you as you repair buildings, the building, you get bonuses and gifts from the owner for they are so grateful for your help in rebuilding their house from right. carpets. So for example, initially the restaurant starts off with just, I think, a, a drink that allows you to health up, but also level up at the same time. So the sound effects were pretty good. For that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his mouth moves so, so quickly <laughs> and vigorously. He manages to eat a whole glass of water in a single <laughs> bite. But there's a great, like, almost swallowing sound. <laughs> right, Just, yeah. It is quite nicely done, the sound is satisfying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the case of the restaurant, like, initially you start off with just a water glass. And then as you beat up more pigs, more Chickens. coin pops out. And then... Bald blue guys. Yeah, it allows you to then bash the car which then will give you parts to upgrade the restaurant. So once you upgrade the restaurant, it will give you more options of better food, which allows you to level up quicker and also allows you, there's like an, a single item that usually allows you to increase your combo. Hmm. So tell me about the stars, because as you eat in the restaurant, you it replenishes your health, which yep. is the heart. 
But then some foods also give you a bonus yellow star. Yep. And I never quite worked out what that yellow that star is. That is your level. Uh, you're like experience level yep. or skill so level. So mm. your level, as your level increases, you just get um, a better stats. Like you have better stats. So you have more defense, you have more oh, health, okay. and you have more strength, like your more power. Mm, gotcha. And so, then you can also increase your energy level to do extra moves per turn. Yes. So energy okay. levels is a different bar yeah. above your health bar. And, and that, above your and below your experience bar, <laughs> right? Or next to adjacent to your experience bar. Basically, there's lots of bars. There are lots of bars, but initially it's a little confusing. But as you actually play it, like you get to know and understand where everything fits together. And I feel like they've done that quite well on like how everything is logically put together. So I would absolutely agree with that. I did enjoy like figuring out like oh wait how do these things fit together. I think my main complaint is that uh, the fighting gets boring pretty quickly. Mm, it is repetitive. It's very like, yeah. I mean, I got th- three combo moves. I played this, well, you'll find out how long I played it later in the show. But I, uh, yeah, I found myself, like, oh God, all right, you got to do this again. And like, you don't actually complete levels, right? You just keep going until you get wiped out. Mm. Or am I very bad and just got wiped out? If you play more, <laughs> you ultimately discover new areas. And when you discover new areas, you have to beat it by killing the boss of that area. See, I did not get that far. In order to do that, you do need to purchase better scrolls, which gives you superpowers at the end of your combos. So what would normally be like a punch, punch, kick, Mm -hmm. if you performed a punch, punch, kick, it would do like a fireball at the end. And that's when it gets like really satisfying. I think I got one scroll. There are, ultimately, you get scrolls that allows you to conjure up a demon hand that crushes your bad guys. Uh, There are other scrolls that allows you to shoot lasers from your eyes and other scrolls that allows you to kick fire, which is amazing. And um, if you purchase diamonds Mm -hmm. by providing money. Those cold, hard American dollars. Which... It, it allows you to then do like the special Hadouken and all that stuff. Yeah. So as the casual gamer, all of this is news to me. <laughs> so I think potentially they're missing out on like a trick here because that sounds awesome. And I probably would have wanted to do that more, but yeah. the progression wasn't made clear yeah. to the newbie person. Like I'm going to be able to shoot lasers out of my eyes one day. Keep on playing. <laughs> How did you like the the defense aspect of the game? Uh, so okay. So I thought, that okay. was, I thought that was really well done as well. Oh, after you explained it was timing-based, that made a lot more sense. So not only is it timing-based, it's also color-based. You have to look mm. at the sparkle in the bad guy's eyes yes. to see what kind of defense that you do. And so by default, you can just plainly block the attack of the bad guy. Which will still injure you, but diminishes it to one or two or three points right. of damage. And yeah. that depends on which what you block with, like whether you block with your, your foot or you block with your hand. The cool thing is, if you get the timing right, you can counterattack while blocking, or mm. a- aka parrying. Oh, technical terms. Impressive. And that's super satisfying to do. Right. It was okay. Like, yeah, I was mildly satisfied by it. I wouldn't say it was super. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is fine. I guess I had like three combos. So I was like, right, I'm just doing those all the time. Mm. And then like some some of the monsters take more damage being kicked versus being punched, which was... Mildly interesting, I guess. So once you open up the special <laughs> item store, oh dear. you can get uh, special glasses that you look and you can see what monsters are weak to. Mm. I mean, generally in the beginning, you can kind of tell because the ones that are weaker to the kick are kind of brown in color. 
there is a color-based thing. Okay, yeah. I was like, and oh, the blue guys don't like being hit with the blue button. Yeah, exactly. They don't like getting punched. And so when you punch with it, like you see uh, a bigger stat incre- like decrease from their health point. Let's get to the three by threes. Uh, so the good, I felt like the action was really satisfying. It is a clicker, but it being an RPG clicker made the clicking mechanics really deep. And I really appreciated that uh, in the game. I mean, I agree. It's definitely deeper than it first seems. I can't agree that I was satisfied by this. Mm. I found myself, my attention would drift pretty quickly. Like I didn't mind building things and getting the car parts, but as soon as I had to go fight the monsters, which is like 90%, I was just like, oh, okay. I don't understand how you can find this. I know. And like egg ink. So invigorating. (laughs) Well, aren't I just a curious person? Yeah. I don't know why. I couldn't, I, but there was something that I got bored with quite quickly when I had to do the fights, fighting. The fighting. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you just don't like violence. Well, maybe that's true. I'm a pacifist at heart. <laughs> uh, the artwork was great. Yeah. Even though initially it was a little bit confusing, I think the interface was very creative. Yeah. Like when you go to the settings portion of the map, it's essentially a park. Right. Yeah. And you see a guy playing music and that's how you control the volume. And you see a guy punching a punching bag and that's the sound effects volume. Yeah. Um, ultimately you'll find a guy that's holding up an ad sign, which (laughs) gives you information on how to get rid of the ads, which I did because some of the ads that I got were really, really raunchy. Oh, that was actually a negative point. Oh gosh. Okay. I thought it was just very charming and it reminded me a lot of this NES game called um, River City Ransom. I don't know if you know it. Oh no. In England, it's known as Renegade. Oh, well now you know. No, no, you're totally lying. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the main character actually looks like the main character of those game. I think his name was like Kunio or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good point to me. Yeah. It is deeper than it first seems. So I am on board with that and... What I thought I didn't like it to be in with, I actually played it more than I thought I would because I was like, oh, wait, hang on. I think I am understanding this. Yeah, my other good point, the UI is clever. But then my other bad point is the UI is clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I want to like it. But at the same time, if I was making a game, I don't think I would make the same choices in mm. terms of UI. Like, I think you do need, like, I really, while I appreciate the attempt to have no words anywhere, I think you need them. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate the attempt, but it mm. didn't quite work for me. Yeah, I actually put that as a negative as well, that there was absolutely no writing and how it can be really confusing uh, initially. Yeah, I felt like my brain kind of adapted to like, oh wait, I need to just look at these. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like it shows you, instead of telling you what to do, you could like see a little animation of what mm. to do. And in most cases, like, oh, that's quite charming. And in theory, that should be great. <laughs> but somehow I, I was not, I was not captivated by this. Yeah. I yeah. guess, I guess I found it uh, more on the charming side. Mm. My, my last positive is that this was a total grape for me, a grape that eventually became a very delicious wine. <laughs> Cause like once you know it, like it was really easy to get into and play. And as we know from the fruit rating scale, the grape is the easiest of fruit. <laughs> it is the easiest of fruit. The pop and go. Pop and go. Yeah. Like you can, they had really good- Seedless grape, I suppose we should clarify. Totally. I mean, yeah. why would you get grapes with seeds? That's just stupid. <laughs> I can pick it up and play it for five seconds if I wanted to and still feel like I can get in some punches and kicks. <laughs> and if I stopped, yes. it had like a pretty good saving mechanism where like it would, you can start from like where you left off. Yeah. Also the mechanics of fighting, like even though you're in the middle of a fight, 
you don't have to do anything in order to take action. Like it does, there's, it's not really urging you to do something right away. Like you can just take your time and take a breather in between. Because yes, when it's your turn to attack, you can do it in your own time. Right, exactly. But after you've attacked, then they attack back reasonably quickly. So yep. you need to, so there's like three seconds where you have to pay attention. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate it. One-handed, I yep. lived on the subway, super nice. I mean, I didn't get any ads because again, this is a great hack. Just play underground. <laughs> never see an ad. Yeah, the <laughs> ad was really bad. It was like- No, what was it? The, it said, look, um, I recorded my sister being sexy. Oh, Oh and I don't think it was by fault of the game developer. It was just no. one of those, you know, video ads in the network. You know, when that pops up in your bus and bus and someone else is sitting next to you, it's oh kind of like, oh, what am I playing? <laughs> so bad points for me. Um, yeah, fighting gets pretty boring quickly for me. But somehow mashing a button to hatch chickens, totally fine. <laughs> uh, UI is clever. Bad point. Um, also, like, what is going on? That first, that first time, like, I, I gave it to uh, a couple of my friends to play who were visiting from town and they were like, what is this? How do I even play this? And I couldn't <laughs> even tell them. So for the first time user, like it's, if you're a game player, I think you can get onto this, but if you are a casual gamer like me, uh, it's a bit of a learning curve. You've got yep. to peel the grapefruit rind off yep. in order to get to that juicy flesh. Uh, overall score. Our final seven day rating. So let me clarify for our new listeners. We challenge each other to play a game for seven days. Hence, seven days to play. And out of those seven, we will see how many of those days we've actually played this game. And right. that is our rating system. Hopefully to give some indication of how sticky it was, mm. how much we came back to it, how much, right. how much we enjoyed it. My rating is a three-day rating. Mm. So three out of seven for you. Yeah, three out of seven days. Mine was seven out of seven. Whoa. Yeah, I really like this game. Nice. Okay. I wouldn't say it is the best game that's ever existed, but as <laughs> nice. a mobile game... It totally lasted seven days yeah, and probably will continue to do a little bit more until I finish more of it. Yeah, I was going to say, will you play this after? I think I will. It's really easy to get into. I unlocked the whole first section of the map. Well, now you're showing off. And I, I thought that was going to be the end of it. And then it sort of panned over to the other <laughs> side of the map. And I was like, ah! <laughs> did you pay to remove the ads? I did. Okay. I paid $2. For me, mm, I think I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Edwin. Do you have a new game for me? It just so happens that I do. Sam, you have seven days to play Stranger Things, colon, the game. Oh, spook, spooky. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things is back, exclamation points. Prepare for season two, this shameless cash-in game. I mean, on the award-winning show by joining Hopper and the kids. I can't remember who Hopper is. I guess Hopper is someone. And the kids, the kids, I know who they are. Uh, and a new action-packed adventure. It is 1984 all over again. Hurrah. Experience an action-adventure game just like the ones our heroes would have played back in the day. Uh, explore Hawkins, which I guess must be the town, and its surroundings. See your favorite locations like Mirkwood Forest and Hawkins Lab. Uncover exciting areas you've never seen before. Solve puzzles and the unique abilities of each... Wait. Solve puzzles with the unique abilities of each character. Lucas can nail anything. Oh, with his... <laughs> With his wrist rocket. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Nancy has an entire collection of bats to swing this time. Okay, some of this copy editing uh, could be a little tighter. Yeah. Uh, collect all the egos and gnomes you can lay your hands on. You never know what they might unlock. Uh, compete with your friends' speedrun times on leaderboards and social media. 
So there we are, Sam. We have a topical tie-in game because Stranger Things launches later this month. And it's also Halloween, just in time for Halloween. And, so, and Friday the 13th is happening this Friday. What? What whole spooky, spectacular month we have in store for us. I'm looking forward to Stranger Things. It already has really good 16-bit art. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll get over that and move on to the games that actually looked like they were made in the 2000s. Although I'm initially apprehensive already because it does seem like there's some sort of on-screen D-pad, but we shall see. (laughs) Before we go, let's get to our things of the week. And my first thing of the week is a new segment I want to trial called (laughs) Is Sam Still Watching the Orville? Where I ask Sam, (laughs) are you still watching the Orville? Nope. (laughs) Okay. And that is the end of that segment. Uh, yeah, episode three is an absolute stinker. Yeah, episode three was really bad and that sort of killed it for me. <laughs> but I still want to give it like one more shot, maybe okay. like episode four. <laughs> okay. Well, I am also, I'm going to risk uh, Orville egg on my face because I am going to say, so far, the new season of Will and Grace isn't horrible. Mm. Last night we watched uh, the first episode of Modern Family that's got, uh, that's not very good anymore. And actually Will and Grace made us laugh more than Modern Family. So um, you heard it here first, Will and Grace, better than Modern Family. (laughs) Oh man. But also bear in mind, this is the person that chose to watch Trial and Error. I just don't know if I can watch a network sitcom anymore. The laugh track is terrible. Like how is this ever a good idea? Other things of the week. I have one. Yes, please do. I watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man cool on Homecoming. Yes, that too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it is now available. You don't have to go to the cinema. Yep. You can spend 20 bucks and buy it on HD. Amazon thing. Fire. Yeah. Nothing special. I like the new actor playing Spider-Man. Brought like a younger, fresh vibe to Spider-Man, which wasn't available previously. Previously, mm. Spider-Man were always kind of like in between high school and college, I feel. 30-year-olds playing like... 20-year-olds. Like, yeah. This is actually like a 20-year-old playing like a 16-year-old. Yeah, getting closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of like that vibe of it. What I didn't get was the vibe of how everything is interconnected, right? Which was more prevalent in other Spider-Man movies. And I think that was like sort of the nature of Spider-Man is how everything is connected like a spider web, right? Oh. So like if you do one thing oh, that you metaphor. felt was seemingly good... It could, it could affect like other aspects of your life. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan, actually. I don't think, have I seen, uh, maybe maybe I've seen the... Um, the Richard Garfield one? Andrew Garfield. Oh, right. Yeah. What did I, who's Richard Garfield? Oh, that's, his, that's his younger brother. I didn't, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, never saw any of the Tobey Maguire ones. Was there Spider-Man before that? There probably was. There really bad ones like old ones i think yeah I'll never, okay. never crazy about spider-man but i probably will watch uh, i'm not gonna spend 20 dollars to buy it but if it comes up for rent i might watch it then okay or if it fell off the back of some kind of truck i am going to reiterate again my uh my waning interest in the marvel cinematic universe mm. like you're just, such a big fan of it i mean i went in pretty hard but now like uh kind of limp and soft yeah <laughs> that's it Thor Ragnarok mm. does look kind of fun. Like I a rock. Ragnarok. <laughs> I might have to see that. Well, yeah, he has a new haircut. No, I'm excited for that. Well, that's alone. I'm more excited about the director. It's actually a 
comedic director that directed What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes, which you have actually previously recommended that I watch. Yes. And I got as far as adding it to my watch list. Mm, perfect. Yep. <laughs> and also directed uh, an insanely popular movie last year, which is Finding the Wildlings or something like that. Okay, sounds, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. I realize I haven't seen any movies at all. I just have not seen, I've seen no movies. Mm. But I did go and see Blade Runner 2049. Oh, please don't tell me anything about it. I am sure. on media blackout until I'm able to watch, which is unfair. I understand it's unfair to you, um, but I'm kind of looking forward to it more than I'm looking forward to other movies because Blade Runner- The Last Jedi trailer, for example. Has, did you watch that? You want mm, media blackout for that too? Media blackout for, okay. yep. All right, Sorry. well, go go watch it in the, in the movie theater. I will try. I'll ignore my family and go watch it in the theaters. That's true. Uh, kids love R-rated movies, I've heard. Yeah. Do you recommend Blade Runner? Well, no, even that is a spoiler. But I'm okay with that. You liked it? I did. Okay, tell yes. me more. No, no, no. no <laughs> <laughs> that was my first test. <laughs> and I did actually watch the Last Jedi trailer as well. Oh, God. Because I was like, oh, I just can't. It's so dumb. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm like, I'm over treating movies with reverence. I'm like, it's fine. It's Star Wars. There's going to be, there's going to be more Star Wars for the rest of time. I just watch it. I can't do that. Also, I had quite a lot of tequila, so I can't really remember how the mm. trailer. I guess that's, so the, that's, that's the key, right? You <laughs> right. get, you get the fond emotions. Oh my God, that's a good idea. Sam, can you try that? No. <laughs> <laughs> just drink some of your straight gin, watch the trailer, and then you'll forget about it the next morning. Right. <laughs> Play along with us this week by downloading Stranger Things, the game. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, tweet us at 7 Days to Play. Don't, Don't email, email us. us. 7 Days to Play!